Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. Heavy hearts, heavy minds, heavy souls. Crying to you, Father, do, do not pass us by, Father. We need your grace, we need your mercy, Father, to Make it through such a time as this, Father. No other help that we know, Father, and that's why we call Savior, Savior. Do not, do not, do not pass us by. Father God, we pray, Lord, that we can take this word, Father, as a word of encouragement, a word of hope, a word of faith, And Lord, that we may be able to leave this place and be doers of the word and not just hearers. Father God, we're not interested in hearing from a preacher. We want to hear from God. So Father, speak, Lord, for your people need to hear from you, Father. Speak, Lord, for we need to hear a word from God. We thank you, Father. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen, and praise the Lord, amen, and praise the Lord. Bethlehem. That is our vision, 2012, is that we want to make him known, for he's the reason for every season, and we want to make him known. And as many of us realize throughout this year, throughout this last two years, life is short. Whether we're losing someone that's 42 or 82, it all seems so short. And, and we've got to be on a mission. Like our forefathers who realized that we were here for only a period of time, that we were sojourners just passing through. God has us here for this time and for this season to work the work of him that sent us while it is day. For when the night comes, no man, no woman can work. Amen. That's why we have to stay on vision. Stay on point and know what it is that God has called us to do. And that's why we perpetually place this vision as we learned that last three o'clock service that if there's no vision the people perish and we're placing this vision for this church before you and soliciting your prayers that you continue to pray that God do what he would have us to do amen amen we're in the month That is entitled, Make Him Known Through Strength. And boy, do we need to manifest this word. Boy, do we need to be doers of this word. 
Well, Exodus 15, 2 says that the Lord is my strength and my defense. That he has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him. He is my father's God and I will exalt him. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We believe that he's at work right now in this sanctuary. We're going to share this morning a word entitled From Despair to Hope. From Despair to Hope. And it's, if you were in Sunday school, I sat trembling in the background as I heard the deacon preach my sermon this morning. And I guess God wants to give us a double dose, maybe because we're going through such a hard time. But this message is going to be strangely similar to our Sunday school lesson about Jeremiah. From despair to hope, from despair to hope, Psalms 13, Psalms 13. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God, stand Symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, I'm going to stand on this word. I need this word. Let's read this out loud together at the same time. Psalms chapter 13 in the NIV on three. One, two, three. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me go ahead and read. I didn't know we lost the PowerPoint there. Uh, let me go ahead and read this in the NIV. It says, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemies triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemies will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fail. Verse 5, but I will trust in your unfailing love. Verse 5, but I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise. For he has been good to me. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Let me, let me see if I can pick that out in the midst of all of that, brother. If not, we'll go without it. From despair to hope. From despair to hope. And if it comes up, you know how to uh, do it. From despair to hope. This morning, we're going to talk on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about addressing God. We're going to talk about asking God. And we're going to talk about acclaiming God, addressing God, asking God, and acclaiming God. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should trust God in troubled times. Christians should trust God in troubled times times. One of my favorite television shows, actually it's not on the air, uh, 
It was a show called The West Wing. The West Wing is one of my, my all-time favorite shows. And it's a show about the President of the United States and really about the aides that help him behind the scenes. And I discovered this show, uh, I think it was in its seventh season, and I went back and got the DVDs and looked back, and, and I just loved the show, but this text reminded me of, I think they were going from season two or the beginning of season three when the president of the United States had, had lost his trusted assistant. And she was going to buy her first new car. And everybody was a buzz about her going to buy her first new car. And the president was going through a tumultuous time because he could possibly have gotten impeached for not disclosing a illness that could have paralyzed his presidency. It was a tumultuous time and he was catching it from his wife because he had made her promise that he wouldn't run for president again because of his sickness and he was thinking about running and and all of his aides were uh, wondering whether he was going to run again for presidency. In the midst of all of this, Mrs. His aide died in a car wreck. And I can remember that he went to her funeral. And I can remember that after the funeral, he asked his secret servant agents to, to lock down this magnificent church. And he would steal a moment with God. And in this magnificent church, he began to address God. And he began to address God in a way that I was not used to anybody addressing God because he laid it out. And some folk will say it probably was blasphemous the way he was talking to God. But he laid it on the line and he he prayed about the situation or addressed God about all of the situation. And I couldn't help but to be reminded of Psalms chapter 13. Where the man of God is pointing all out to the Lord. In the same way that we learn in this morning Sunday school, Jeremiah pointed all out to the Lord Almost he kept it as, as the young folk used to say, keeping it real. He, he almost kept it too real. Hello, somebody. But he, he was addressing God and he poured it all out to the Lord because of the circumstances and the trials and the tribulations that he, he was going through. He poured it all out. To the Lord. And, and the same way as our Sunday school teacher, Brother Bill, mentioned about Job, how he poured it all out to the Lord. Hello, somebody. This morning's lesson, and probably today, God is trying to teach you how to pray. Because we know how to pray those fancy prayers, and we don't pray how we feel, we don't pray what we mean. Hello, somebody. We don't say it like we could say it. The psalmist this morning gives us the courage to pour it all out to the Lord. Lay it on the line. Your, your problems, your tribulations, your trials. Uh, oh, shut up the church sanctuary and have a little talk with Jesus. Hello, somebody. Have a little talk with Jesus. This is what the psalmist did. The psalmist posed the question, how long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with the thoughts 
uh, and day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemies triumph over me? Have you, have you ever prayed that prayer to the Lord as you address the Lord? Have you ever posed the question, how long, Lord? Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, how long? Can you pose that question to the Lord? You want him to work. You want him to move. You've been going through. Oh, why don't you ask the Lord how long? <laughs> Say to your neighbor again, neighbor, oh, neighbor, ask the Lord how long? Hello, somebody. And he, and he, and he used picturesque talks uh, as he addressed God about how prayer really should be. He, he used the terminology of a wrestler. He says, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Uh, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts? Uh, back in the day, I used to be a fan of wrestling. Uh, and my favorite wrestler was uh, the Von Erich family, the whole family. I loved them all. Uh, oh, and Fritz Von Erich. Uh, was a great wrestler and he had sons he had sons uh, and he was known for that iron claw and if he put you in that claw it was it was all over oh and he had sons David Von Eric Harry Von Eric and all of them uh, and they would wrestle hello somebody right. and that was the beginning of whether we began to say whether this is real or not <laughs> hello somebody and then there are other wrestlers that maybe many of you know about. Uh, oh, you may know about the Huckster. Hello, somebody. And, and Huckamania. Oh, I didn't watch during that time. And, and you may be oh, reminded of The Rock as The Rock opposed the question, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Hello, somebody. <laughs> many of you were state wrestlers. And, and this is real wrestling. This is uh, the kind of wrestling that this wrestling is talking about hand hand to hand combat you 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 don't ever do any of that fancy stuff you're just wrestling like two big old bears wrestling hello somebody and that's what the psalmist said oh in the text how long must I wrestle with my thoughts oh because he could smell what the devil was cooking hello somebody Oh, and he had to pose the question and ask God, how long uh, must I wrestle? How long must I be in conflict in my mind? How long uh, must I wrestle oh, with the thoughts uh, of my mind? How long a picturesque uh, uh, saying about what it's like? Uh, oh, it sounds like uh, weary to me. Hello, somebody. He was worrying about some things. Uh, and when you worry about some things, it, it becomes a heavy load. When, it, when you worry about some things, uh, you begin to be afraid. Uh, when you worry about some things, uh, you begin to run even when nobody's chasing you. When you worry about some things, uh, you become afraid and you wrestle with that thing. You wrestle with your thoughts. Uh, oh, somebody's here today and you're worried about uh, what's going on in our time. There's so many folk that are losing their lives. So many folk that are dying. So many folk uh, that you love and you're wrestling and it's uh, uh, gotten you off guard and you wrestle with the thoughts uh, in your mind and very much the same way that I that I began to wrestle when I came to the street uh, oh last last week uh, and there's something that changed back there on that corner and and when I looked up uh, on that counter I, I, I felt like I was there but I felt like I wasn't there what happened on the corner of the highway and uh, and Dunbar what happened uh, the great tree was cut down and I had to wrestle with my thoughts. I thought this is where I turned, but I didn't see that great tree that told me that this is where I was supposed to turn. And it seems like uh, there's some great trees uh, being cut down in our lives. Uh, great trees like, uh, oh, like Brother Leo. Great trees like Sister Baby Ruth Lake. Great trees uh, like your mothers uh, and your fathers and your sisters. And it takes you a while to get oriented. You're here, but they are not here but you're still looking for them. 
Hello, somebody. And if you live with them on a daily basis, you look for them because they help you to orientate you to know where you are. You look for them. You look for a call from. You look for them when to come around the corner and you're disoriented because of all of what's going down and you're wrestling with the thoughts in your mind. One rapper said, my mind is playing tricks on me. Hello, somebody. The psalmist was, was wrestling with God because the situation had, had made his mind play tricks on him. And he had to cry out to the Lord in a way that seemed somewhat sacrilegious. Uh, he cried out to the Lord. He had to pour his heart out to the Lord. He couldn't pray those pretty prayers no more. He, he couldn't act and fake the funk no more. He just had to address the Lord and ask him, how long, Lord? Hello, somebody. How how long must I wrestle with my thoughts uh, and day after day have sorrow in my heart? Is there anybody here today that has sorrow in your heart? Well, uh, if you've been around here the last year, oh, the last month, uh, oh, the last two years, uh, I can imagine that there is sorrow in your heart because you've lost uh, so many loved ones. You've lost, uh, oh, and there's sorrow in your your heart and then you continue to struggle with this thing every time oh and you try to be strong for other folk who are looking on but there's sorrow in your heart and you cry in the middle of the night because there's sorrow in your heart you're you're crying out to the Lord how long long How long must must my loved ones continue to die? How long, Lord, must my loved ones continue to be sick? How long uh, must I continue to be unemployed? How long uh, must I be in this marriage uh, where there's no love in it? How long uh, must I be single and alone? How long, Lord, uh, oh, must my baby boy be acting like uh, he didn't know God when he was raised in the church? How long, Lord, how long, how long, how long, how long? How long, Lord? How long, Lord? I carry these struggles in my heart and in my mind. How how long, Lord? How, How long, Lord? I'm hurting and I'm in pain. I'm in sorrow. How long must I wait for your deliverance? The devil has set me up. I'm free. I'm guilt. I'm not guilty. Oh, and I'm trying to let folk know. Oh. But like Jay says, oh, I'm not guilty. Can't you feel me? Hello, somebody. How long, Lord? Oh, this is true prayers where you address God in your despair. And guess what? In this Christian life, there will be times of disparity. Oh, they don't tell you about that. Oh, with on the TV preachers. Oh, that's all they preach is wealth and gospel and the wealth gospel. And they tell you if you're not feeling good. They tell you if the circumstances are not good. It must be you. No, it's not you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They try to make you feel like there's something wrong with you because you feel the way that you feel. But in the Bible, there are perpetual texts where people cry out to the Lord. Psalms 31 and 10 says, My life is consumed by anguish and my years by groaning and my strength fails because of my affliction and my bones grow weak in this life you will have troubles in this life you will have trials in this life oh you're going to go through some stuff that you don't understand and you're going to be in some stuff too long and you know that God is a deliverer but you just want to know when God will deliver how long Lord how long Lord must I continue to go through this thing? This thing is lingering on. It's lingering on. It's lingering on. I can't get rid of this sickness. It's lingering on. Lingering on. But I believe that you can touch my body. I believe that you can make me whole well again. But it's lingering. This thing is lingering. This unemployment is lingering. I thought I'd have a job by now. And now my unemployment has run out. How long, long? 
Lord. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And sometimes we as Christians uh, get in these situations uh, where we've got to put off all this pretty prayer and just begin to address God. Hello, somebody. He began to address God and then he began to ask God. He said, Lord, I don't pour it out of my heart, Lord. I don't tell you how I feel. This thing is it, it, about to kill me. He says in verse 3, look on me and answer. Hello, somebody. Lord, my God. Oh, and he says, give light to my eyes or what? Or I'm going to die. Have you ever been in those kind of situations? Or I will sleep in death. Have you ever been in that situation where you felt like either God was going to deliver or you were going to die? Hello, somebody. We don't like to admit when we feel that way. Hello, somebody. But when you're wrestling with cancer and they putting that stuff in your body. Hello, somebody. And you're trying to overcome and you're trying to keep the faith. Oh, you're trying to keep hope alive. You're trying to keep your testimony. You're trying. Oh, but you're asking God, God, look on me and answer. Hello, somebody. I'm not just asking you, oh, just how long, but I'm asking you, Father, to answer my prayer. Hello, somebody. Either you're going to answer my prayer or I'm going to die. Wow. Have you ever been that way? Have you ever been there? If you haven't, I tell you, you better. You One day you're going to be there. You're going to be there where you're addressing God. You're going to be there where you're asking God to, oh, to put, oh, uh, uh, to lighten my eyes. Have, have you ever, and, and many times you can tell how really people are doing. They can fake the funk, but you look into their eyes. And if their eyes are dimming, you know that they're in trouble. Hello, somebody. One of the ways uh, you may not be able to tell in my life, uh, oh, how bad things are, but oh, I may still have a smile on my face, uh, but my eyes are dim because of what I'm going through. And there's some folk around here that's walking around with some dim eyes. Hello, somebody. And you better learn to address God. You better learn to ask God to light up your eyes. Ask God to give you hope. Hello, somebody. Ask God to give you a future. Hello, somebody. I can't make it, Lord, without you. I'm going through too much. This stuff is stacking and continue to stack upon me. And I can't make it unless you light light my eyes. Hello, somebody. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. Ezra says, says it this way. But now, for a brief moment, the Lord our God has been gracious and leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in his sanctuary. And so our God gives what light to their eyes and a little relief in our bondage. Oh, Lord, light up my eyes and send me some relief, even in the midst of my bondage. Oh, Lord. Light my eyes and send relief in the midst of my bondage. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but Lord, I'm depending upon you. Light my eyes. Send me hope. Send me a future. Oh, even in the midst of my bondage, in the midst of all of this heartache and pain, I need you to light a fire on the inside of me. I need you to light me up. And Jesus. Jesus name in Jesus name I need you to, to lift me up father or I'm not going to be able to make it he was asked he was addressing God first and then he asked God look on me and answer Lord 
My God, I'm so glad that he still addressed him as Lord and God. Hello, somebody, because as long as God is Lord and God in your life, guess what? You can make it through anything. Oh, I don't believe myself that I can be in an impossible situation. I don't believe myself that there can be a situation where there is no hope. As long as I have the Lord as my God, there's always hope. Even, oh, in the midst of the impossibilities, even in the midst of situations where I can't put it together in my mind. That's why I'm wrestling in my mind. I can't put it together. I can't find the answer. But all I need to know is that God is Lord and Lord is God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, Lord is God. In Jesus' name, in this situation, oh, the angel asked Mary, is there anything too impossible for God? There's nothing impossible for God, even if you can't figure it out. Hello, somebody. And you better learn to address him. And not only that, you better learn to ask him. Don't give up. Keep asking. The Bible says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be answered for you. And if you look at that in the Greek, oh, that is a in perpetual terms. Oh, an imperative. Oh, and it says really to keep on asking, to keep on seeking, to keep on knocking. In Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking for the Lord. Because when you do, then you'll come to your right mind. Hello, somebody. We learned in Sunday school and some of us was uncomfortable with Jeremiah's prayer. But he, he flipped the script. Things changed in an instant. What changed? Oh, you have the text reading like a man that had no hope. You had the text reading like a man who was being sacrilegious. You had the text reading. He posed a question to the Lord. He didn't hold that. He said, how long, Lord, will you forgive me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? And day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemies triumph over me? How long look for a look on me and answer my Lord, my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemies will say I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I say all things are going so bad that my haters are standing up. Hello, somebody. My haters are looking at me and asking, where is your God now? Oh, you used to talk about how God was able. You used to talk about how God could deliver. You used to talk about how God could set some stuff free. You used to preach, preacher, about a God who can do the impossible. You used to preach it. Oh, now look at you now. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The ties have changed. You're no longer blessed like you used to be blessed. God has let that hedge of protection down. And now you just like everybody else. Really, you're even worse. All your enemies are happy when they look at you. Your enemies didn't like you in the first place. Your enemies are drinking up all kind of haterade on you now. Oh, your enemies. Hello, somebody want to see you die. He said, my foes will rejoice when I fail. But then all of a sudden, something changed. <laughs> all of a sudden, 
Something must have, as the old folk used to say, something got a hold of me. Oh, all of a sudden, oh, you have a man that seems like he was talking in sacrilegious times, like he was talking blasphemy. All of a sudden, oh, he comes out of nowhere and like that fighter that's on the rope and look like he's about to be beaten, look like he's about to be knocked out. Oh, just like those Rocky movies. I used to love particularly the early Rocky movies. And Rocky would be getting the stuff and beat out of him. Rocky would be getting beat down. Rocky's wife would be crying out because she felt the blows. Oh, oh, but all of a sudden, Rocky, oh, something would get a hold of Rocky. And Rocky would turn that thing around and win the fight. And the devil has you down. He has can you smell what the devil is cooking? Just because you smell what the devil is cooking don't mean you got to eat it. And Jesus, man, you better turn that thing around. You better trust in the Lord that you say, that you serve. He turned it around and said, what? But I will trust in your unfailing love. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. His love is unfailing. Wow, it's out of the blue. Flip the script and said, I'm just going to trust you, Lord. I'm going to trust you because of your love. And we talk about that love. That's that God kind of love. You see, you may love your wife today, but tomorrow, hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Oh, you may love your wife. Oh, when she was young, but now she's old. Hello, somebody. You you loved him. Oh, when he had a six pack, now he got a keg. <laughs> oh, you, you loved him when he had a big fro. Now he got a. <laughs> I ain't gonna look nowhere. I ain't gonna look nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you loved him when he was making a hundred thousand a year, but now he's making it off of unemployment. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You, you, you loved him or her when she or he was on top, but now she or he is on the bottom, and, and things all of a sudden has changed for you. I'm so glad that that doesn't happen with my God. I'm so glad that when my God says that he loves me, he means that he loves me. I'm so glad that sometimes I, I go through so much in this lifetime that sometimes I have to revert back to when I was a child singing the song, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. For the Bible tells me so. Oh, sometimes you you gotta revert back and become. A child, oh, that song singer used to say, sing the song, say that they don't know when I go home at night that rap inside this warrior or deep inside this warrior is a child. Oh, and somebody better revert back, oh, to the simpler times when you just depended upon the Lord and His love. Revert back, oh, to believing that He loves you. Oh, revert back, oh, to that point in time where you know you you are blessed and better than blessed. Oh, instead of your mind playing tricks on you, you need to remember, oh, that the God that you serve, oh, love you back then and he still loves you now. Oh, Paul says that, or the writer of Hebrews says that nothing, he said that nothing, that nothing, that nothing, that nothing, that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, Oh, neighbor, nothing can separate you 
from the love of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You better get this. Oh, are you going to die? You better get this. Oh, the, your life's going to go out. You better get this. Oh, that God loves you. Hello, somebody. When nobody else does, God does. Hello, somebody. He began to exclaim about God's unfailing love. But I will trust in your unfailing love. Maybe that's why the old folk, when they had a lot of stuff they were going through, they used to make it through songs that were based in the word of the Lord. And they they would sing for hours at a time. I will trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust. In the Lord, I will trust in the Lord until I die. I don't know about you, but when I when I'm going through a hard time, I don't seem to be singing all these new praise songs. I seem to go back to those old 100s that are uh, leaked into the word of God. And I, and sometimes I got to sing myself happy. Oh, and this is what the songwriter did. And he went on to say, my heart rejoices in your salvation. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get that. Y'all don't get that. He says, I'm going to rejoice. And what? And your salvation. Wait a minute. What changed in the text? Have we, have we, did we see that the circumstance changed? Did we see that the tribulation changed? Did we see that something happened? Something got a hold of him? Oh, maybe it's called faith. Faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. And by faith, he says, I'm going to go ahead and rejoice right now. Oh, for your salvation. Oh, maybe that's why they say, Shout right now. Oh, for your deliverance. Shout right now. Because you've been set free. Oh, before he changed the circumstance. He changed his mind. (laughs) Yeah, he changed his focus. The preacher is saying he he changed his focus. Maybe that's what happened. He was looking at the circumstance. And then all of a sudden, he changed his focus. Oh, and then looked up and saw those hills from which cometh his help. His help comes from the Lord and he began to trust by faith that God will take care of everything that he needs. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, trust him today. Trust him today. He flipped the script and he began to rejoice like Hannah rejoiced. Y'all remember how Hannah prayed? Hannah prayed that God would deliver and God gave her a son. And in verse 2, she began to shout. It says, Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiced in the Lord, in the Lord of my horn. Uh, my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. Oh, the psalmist began to shout. Oh, as if God had already delivered. The psalmist began to shout as if God had already set free. The psalmist began to believe that he is the great God, the great God of I am. The psalmist began to shout. Oh, because he believed in the God that he served. The psalmist began to shout as if he had saw his deliverance. I said the psalmist 
began to shout as if God had changed the circumstance. The psalmist began to shout and he shouted right now for his deliverance. He shouted right now for being set free. He shouted right now. Somebody in here ought to shout right now because God is setting you free. I said somebody in here ought to shout. Oh, because God is setting you free. That God is delivering you. Somebody ought to say amen. I said somebody ought to say amen. Somebody ought to shout right now. Hallelujah. Shout right now. Shout right now. Hallelujah. Shout right now. Like you got your breakthrough. Shout right now. Like you've been delivered. Shout right now. Like you've been set free. Shout right now. Like you're already well. Shout right now. Like the building's already been built. Shout right now. In Jesus' name. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody shout. For you already have the victory. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I can shout right now. I'm so glad that the situation don't have to change for me to be changed. Hello, let me say that again. The situation don't have to change for me to be changed. In Jesus' name. I'm so glad that Jesus was able to shout before he died. I'm so glad in that garden of Gethsemane he was able to say, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. I'm so glad that when he left that garden, he was being willing to be crucified for my sins and your sins. I'm so glad that he was willing to carry that cross. Oh, I'm so glad that he carried that cross through the streets of Jerusalem. I'm so glad that he was nailed to that cross. I'm so glad that they raised him up between two thieves. I'm so glad that he was willing to shout from the cross and give his goats away because they couldn't take it away. I'm so glad, oh, that they took his body from that cross. I'm so glad that they put him in a borrowed tomb. And I'm so glad that on the third day, all heaven and earth and Jesus and the angels began to shout because he had the defeated death in the grave. Is there somebody here willing to shout because Jesus has already shouted for you. Oh, with all eyes closed and heads bowed, deacons, will you come? It's time for you today. If you do not know Jesus, give your life to Jesus Christ for he is our only hope in Jesus' name. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord 
and save you. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening and again if you prayed that prayer for the first time you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time you are a spiritual baby you must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.hearGodsWordAtBethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in an economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.